Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those too, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. Hello, beautiful women. This is Sarah Avon Stover here. And welcome to She Talks. At the time of this recording, it is a balmy evening here in Santa Barbara. I have my windows open and the birds are singing outside. The roses and the hibiscus and the daffodils are starting to bloom. And we are in the midst of a pandemic. So the talk that I'm sharing today is drawn from a group call that I gave earlier this week to our community on summoning support, seen and unseen, during this time. And one of the things that is very helpful, kind of like a meta perspective right now, is to create containers, to create these energetic holding spaces for different aspects of ourselves, different aspects of our lives as we move through stormy seas. So I share later in the call about a container that I created for this community uh, that will last, you know, however long this experience of quarantine and the pandemic lasts and possibly longer. And it's called Women's House of Wisdom. And in it, we are meeting for our first virtual retreat next Saturday, April 11th, on Easter weekend. And this is a time for us to come together as a community. Uh, We need community now more than ever. And not only to come together as a community, but to come together to practice And we need practice now more than ever. That is what's going to make us strong and connected to that crystalline center inside. So I hope that you will come and uh, explore that and come practice with us there, womenshouseofwisdom.com. And I know that you know, we're all in different situations right now with how this pandemic is affecting us. I know many are affected financially, some are not. Uh, and, and in light of this, I created a pay from the heart model. So a sliding scale. 
to make this accessible to everyone. And uh, no one will be turned away for lack of funds. So you can learn more at womenshouseofwisdom.com. And this sliding scale pay from the heart model is available during the month of April. And again, our first virtual retreat is next weekend, April 11th. I hope to see you in there if this speaks to you. And in the meantime, I share with you the recording of this week's talk. Enjoy and much love. All right. Welcome, friends. It's good to see you here. Uh, For those of you who found your way here without knowing me, my name is Sarah Von Stover, and I am an author and a teacher, and a particular passion. This is our second community call as we and living it, navigate the unknown, and. The title of this call is Summoning Support, Seen and Unseen. So to get started, let's take a moment, a few moments to close our eyes and to go inside. And invite in a deeper fuller, more generous breath. And feel your connection to your own aliveness. Feel the connection between your breath and your sense of your aliveness, your life force. And feel inside to your intention for being here. There's something that you need to call forth within you. A quality that you need to activate. Something you need to let go of. Why are you here? this time where we have the opportunity to question everything. And to create anything. And invite into this space any guides, helpers, If angels are a part of your belief system, ancestors, your sense of your highest self, your highest power, calling in this unseen support into this circle of support. And then breathe into your root. And in a woman's body, your root is between your ovaries. In a man's body, it's at your prostate. Breathe into your root. And extend a grounding cord from your root all the way down into the center of the earth.
and start to feel the flow of breath and life force between the earth and you. Really anchoring and grounding your place in this circle and this circle at large. And as we move through today's conversation, I invite you to stay with this earth breathing. Stay connected to your root. Stay connected to your aliveness. And then as you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes. All right, I want to start by reading a quote from one of my heroes, Carl Jung. And he said, no matter how isolated you are or how lonely you feel, if you do your work truly and conscientiously, unknown friends will come and find you. So this is a time when unknown friends, this unseen support can come and find us. And that's good news. Because <laughs> this, this virus, which is so much more than just a virus, I think we're seeing that now. So much more than just a virus. Uh, it's entering all of our lives in very specific, very personal ways, which is what life does. Life is here to, to teach us, to grow us, to evolve us. So the exact circumstances of your life right now in terms of where you are quarantined, if you are quarantined, if you're at the front lines of this as a healthcare worker, uh, as a, you know, a grocery store worker, a delivery person, if you're alone or with other people, if you lost your job, if your income was unaffected, none of this is, is random. And it's up to us to learn what needs to be learned and to make the meaning, make meaning out of this situation in the ways that are unique to each of us. So I invite you to reflect on, you know, at what point this pandemic arrived in your life and maybe you already felt like you had a really full plate maybe you were already like I am totally at my max <laughs> and then and then this happens and it that just expands the edge and shows you a whole new max or maybe you're feeling like wow I just came out of a hard time and I just felt like I got got my groove back and then the rug got pulled out from underneath me again and again use this time to look at how this is entering your unique circumstances and use the space to start to step back and see the bigger picture of what that means because life life is a lot like water and it's like um It's like we, we, we're paddling down a stream of this, this river of life. 
and we can only see the stream a little bit ahead of us. And we're all at different points in that stream. Some of us might be in rapids and some of us might be in just a really smooth stretch of that stream. And some of us might be crashing up against rocks or on the shore. And some of us might be trying to swim upstream. But wherever we are, the more that we can find the, come back to the flow of that part of the stream that we're in and just look a little bit ahead of us and see like, do I need to paddle a little bit right? Do I need to paddle a little bit left? That's as far ahead as we can really prepare. And yes, we cannot, we can prepare for the worst case scenario in, in our lives. You can think about like, what would be the worst case scenario of what could happen here? And just have that as a, as, as a backup plan. You can, and this is just an ongoing practice, is to contemplate and visualize your own death. Contemplate and visualize the, death, uh, the deaths of those that you love the most. This is a really ancient Buddhist practice, a, a meditation on mortality. So we can plan at that level and of course we can dream and we can hope for the best. And this is a great time to daydream, to spend some time thinking, well, what kind of world do I wanna live in on the other side of this? What kind of person do I wanna be on the other side of this? What meaning do I wanna make of this situation? So we can prepare for the worst and dream of the best and in the meantime, just tend to our little portion of the river and doing our best to find the, the flow, the, the, the stream that will carry us through this time. And, and we will be carried through this time. Life is generative. And chaos is one of the phases of the creative cycle. And we're in, we're in the chaos of destruction in order for something new to be reborn. So look at the specifics of your life. I, I know for me, just more and more layers keep revealing themselves to me. So when you're willing to look, you'll, you'll start to see, you'll start to see um, more and more lessons, more and more things to question, more and more things to let go of, more and more things to cultivate. And in the meantime, just remembering that no one knows what's going to happen next. No one knows. And the best that we can do is just keep, keep our eyes on whatever portion of the river we're on. And there are so many different scenarios right now. And, um, you know, of how this is impacting us. And I invite you not to compare your experience to someone else's. Like if you lost your job, and so if your income is compromised and you're wondering, you know, like how am I going to pay my bills? And meanwhile, you have friends or family whose income is very mildly impacted, you know, their lives are very mildly, mildly impacted, or uh, you're home with uh, a family and you're admiring someone else who's home alone and has that space to him or herself. Or you're at the front lines as a healthcare worker and you do have a steady stream of income, but that's requiring you to go out in the pandemic and to exert yourself when other people seemingly have quiet time at home. Just to know that no one is winning right now. And it's not worthwhile to compare your situation with anyone else's. Again, because we all have a very unique and specific curriculum that is being activated in a bigger way right now so much better is is to go back to what is in this for me how can i make 
meaning from this situation? And how can I be the very best version of myself within what's arising? So like I was saying in the first call, you know, the, the first level of support is really your mind and how you're using your mind, how you're focusing your mind, where you are choosing to place your attention. That is where your power is. Clear, relaxed focus on where you're choosing to look right now. And that's going to make the biggest difference. It's also a time to, you know, while, while we want to stay positive, um, it's also a time to be really honest. Uh, it's a time to um, reach out to other people and maybe be willing to share parts of yourself that you might not normally. So it's a time to, to be willing to be more vulnerable and to reach out to people uh, when you're feeling afraid, when you're feeling anxious. Uh, when you're feeling angry, when you're feeling lonely, and to let other people be there for you. Like it's a time like to know that it's okay to be needy. It's okay to be needy. And also to be willing to be there for other people and to check in with people more often. Um, you know, just to think about, think about each day, you know, who can I reach out to? Who can I check in on? Who can I see if they need support? Even if you have little financial means right now, how can I, how can I be more generous? What's an act of generosity that I could extend today? And if you do have more financial reserves, like who is someone in need that I could support today and gift them with something that, that might really help them a lot. So it's a time to activate our networks. It's a time to connect more locally and connect with your neighbors and connect with your communities, maybe in ways that you didn't before the social distancing. I think we're seeing now uh, more and more how much we need our communities and how much we, we really lean on and, and we really rely on one another. So no need to be falsely positive. I know that I've had people in my life in the past where I felt like um, I wasn't okay or it wasn't okay for me to be down with them. Like, um, and I've, I've gradually let go of those types of relationships and realized like, I really want to be with people with whom I can be myself, which is sometimes... I might be feeling negative. Sometimes I might be uh, feeling depressed or feeling really sad. And I, I want to be around people who are okay with that, who can meet me and accept me as I am. And so it's a time to really look at like, who are those people? Who are those people who can just really hang with you in those places? And how can you be the kind of person who can hang with others in those places? Because the most healing thing that we can do is to allow ourselves to be as we are. It's like, it's kind of like an interrelational meditation. When, when we do this, this internal meditation, the, we're not trying to we're not trying to change our state we're we're just resting with ourselves as we are and that in itself is the medicine that that radical acceptance of how things are is the medicine and so how can we do that with each other right now like there's no right way to be during this time
And it's also a time to connect more with the natural world. And that could be your houseplants, um, your food. Like I'm starting to think more about, you know, where I get my food from. And again, coming back to that local mindedness, like, you know, joining a CSA, planting a garden, uh, connecting with animals, listening to the birds, connecting with the plants outside with trees. And, you know, if you're in a place where you can walk in nature, you can be around trees, it's connecting with other living things and realizing that it's not just humans here. There's a, there's a whole um, just cornucopia of sentient beings here together that this time is asking us to recognize more fully, connecting with animals, with pets, and strengthening these relationships, strengthening the relationship with the earth, with water, you know, if you live near a stream or a body of water, or here I live near the ocean, and slowing down to those frequencies, because nature is always in the meditative state. And what is, what is there for us to, to hear? What is there for us to learn? And like I was saying in our first call, you know, this, this is a traumatic time. And, you know, life in itself, I think, is inherently traumatic. And I'm forgetting the name of the book. Um, it's by a Buddhist psychotherapist. And I referenced it in my, in my second book, The Book of She, but I'm forgetting the name of the book. But it's about how life is inherently traumatic. You know, birth is traumatic. Death is traumatic. A lot of things that we live through are traumatic. This is traumatic. And we need to um, work with that trauma in our bodies. So shaking is a really important way to do that. Deep belly breathing. Deep belly breathing. Uh, dancing. Laughter. You know, whether that's watching comedy or laughter yoga. Those are all really powerful ways to, to work with. Um, the trauma uh, that is wanting to be released in your body. And also be aware, like while we want to connect with each other, we want to be aware that, you know, too much screen time is not so great either. And maybe like I noticed that last week when everything moved online, I was kind of like, by the end of last week, I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I just can't, I, I need more space. Um, my system is needing a lot of spaciousness right now, processing a lot and, and wanting to listen to my own inner wisdom. And so really look at, you know, the balance between connecting with others and connecting with yourself, with your highest self, and with these other unseen forces that are wanting to come through and kind of help midwife us through these times. Uh, so the next the next layer is the unseen layer, and this is this is the layer that I find the most exciting right now. Uh, going back to that Carl Jung quote, I want to read that one more time. No matter how isolated you are and how lonely you feel, if you do your work truly and conscientiously, unknown friends will come and find you. So you could ask yourself, like, who are these unknown friends wanting to come and find me right now? And what wisdom might they have for me? One of, one of the levels of that that you can consider is your ancestors. I'm really feeling a strong connection with my ancestors right now. 
And you are here, you are alive because your ancestors lived through a lot of challenging times. So there's a sturdiness, there's a wisdom to your ancestral line that has navigated the river of life up to this bleeding edge of your life, the gift of your life. And now you're navigating that stream so that that life can continue onwards and who knows what, what ways as whatever, whatever way you choose to give back to life. So listening to connecting to ancestors. Also connecting with your inner selves. And one of the things that this time is really asking of us is to live from the self. To live from the self with a capital S. To live from our highest self. And throughout this process, throughout this experience, however long it lasts, uh, I'm sure we've all noticed to a heightened degree, uh, younger parts of ourselves, like traumatized parts of ourselves, have kind of come forward and hijacked our systems. And that can show up as uh, feeling a lot of fear and scarcity, uh, feeling a lot of anxiety, um, sense of competitiveness, maybe hoarding, uh, ad addictive tendencies around alcohol or cigarettes or uh, food. You know, there's so many so many different ways that we, we try to manage these bigger emotions that these, these younger selves uh, bring up when they kind of take over our systems. So it's really important now on a daily basis and ideally at least a couple times a day in the morning and in the evening to kind of hold an internal family meeting and to hold the seat of your sovereign self and to tend to these younger parts of you and to see what they need, like if they're, if they're afraid, if they're anxious, to ask them what they need and to give them the comfort that they need. And just like if you have actual children right now or small beings that you're caring for and they're afraid, you know, be honest with them. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I know that I am never going to leave you. I am here for you. I love you. And I'm not going anywhere. And if this child, if this inner child will let you, you know, hold her and comfort her and you know, see what activities would feel good for her that day. See what foods she wants to eat. And just really let her be near you. Really, really take good care. This is a really tender time. And that tenderness is going to be most uh, expressed um, through, through this inner child. So what a great opportunity to become a better parent to your inner selves. And what a potent time as well to even do deeper healing around those inner connections. Because ultimately, you know, life is relationships. And relationships with ourselves, relationships with our higher power, relationships with each other, relationships with societal systems, with money, with government, um, all, all different relationships. And right now, like I said, so many of these are just coming up to the surface to see like, how, how do I want to be in relationship to these external things, to these people, to these groups, to these systems, uh, to my inner selves? 
And the more that we heal our relationship to ourself and to our higher power, the more that everything around us will start to shift and heal as well. So really tend, really tend very tenderly to these little ones inside. They, they, really, they really need us right now because it is a scary time. And it is a time to strengthen our connection to our higher power, whatever you sense that to be. And there's a, a teaching in A Course in Miracles that we think we have many problems, but we really only have one, and that's our disconnection from God. So have those heart-to-heart -heart connections with God. Really be willing to just put everything on the table and be willing to gamble more at this time for listening to the guidance of God, which comes through our hearts. To you know, Another way you could say that is to, is to listen to your heart. And the systems that have gotten us into this situation that we, we have all been a part of has really suppressed the wisdom of the heart. And one of, one of the most radical things and life-giving things that we can do right now is to listen to our hearts and to do, to do whatever that is. Even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not rational, that, that, that's, that's the point. Um, that it's, it's not supposed to be rational and to fit into this specific grid. But the more that each of us are having these, like, these vertical conversations, these really honest vertical conversations, and then acting on them, we're going to be the living answers to this riddle. And we're gonna be really tending to that area of the stream of life, which is ours. So I don't know what that looks like for you. And, I, and we will open up the line in a little bit because I would love to hear from, from you all about what's, what's coming through from your hearts in terms of of what you're to be doing right now. And I think that the more that we can share that with each other, you know, to the degree that we feel comfortable, because it is a really intimate inner conversation, um, but to share it with people that we trust and to, to feel that sense of support, like, yeah, I don't know what that means, but I really, I want you to do that. That feels like you being more you. So one of the greatest allies that we have right now to navigate these times is, is our own hearts. And there is space and time, you know, even if you're at the front lines of this. And God bless you if that's you. You know, you're really, you're stepping forward for humanity right now. And there are, there are service retreats. And then there are more reclusive retreats. And it's often said that the service retreats are, the, are more potent. And if you have, you know, if you've been in like a karma yoga situation or you've been leading a retreat, you know that. You know, I know from, from leading retreats that oftentimes the, the heat gets, gets turned up for me much more so than the participants or much more than I'm just part, when I'm participating in a retreat. It's, um, service is, is a really powerful spiritual practice. 
So what are, what are our hearts telling us? And then are we going to be willing to follow through on that? Do we have the courage? In French, that's with heart, you know, to, to follow through on that. And then in terms of support as well, summoning support, it's um, it's really seeing and feeling our place in this web of life. And as we listen to our hearts and as we ask, you know, how can I be of service today? How can I think of others and not just myself? How can I contribute to this web and live in this web in a new way, in a way that's really life-giving? Because the old systems really kind of value death. And you, you maybe have felt that at times in your life, like this isn't, like, this isn't working for me. This doesn't feel good. Maybe it's, has made you sick. Maybe it has made you depressed. Maybe at times it has made you feel suicidal. Um, there is another way of living. We all sense that. We all feel that. And it's coming closer to the surface right now. And are we willing to, to choose what's life-giving, to do the things that make us come alive to make life not just about us, knowing that on the spiritual plane, what we give, we receive. Because when we're giving, it's, we're giving to ourselves. And really being willing to risk living in a completely different paradigm, like a 180 degree different paradigm than the one that we've been living in. So let's take a moment now and close our eyes. And again, feel your breath, feel your connection to your life force, your aliveness. And feel your heart. And as you feel your heart, just listen in, like what, what does your heart want you to do today? What does your heart most want during this time? What does your heart want you to know right now? And then in your mind's eye, just sense into who or what are your biggest sources of support right now. To be people or place, animals, who or what are your biggest sources of support right now? And feel gratitude for the generosity of those people and things and places.
and then sense who or what most needs your support right now. Feel into what that is. And then ask inwardly, is there anything else I need to know in terms of giving and receiving support at both the seen and the unseen levels? And listen. And then you can slowly open your eyes. So in a moment, I'm going to open up the line for any sharings or reflections, questions. Uh, but before I do that, I wanted to share you know, one of the things that's been coming through my heart is to do these calls. You know, when I asked my heart, what do you, what do you want to do today, this morning? It was like, I want to, want to go on this community call. Um, and the other thing that's coming through is wanting to create a container to help hold us through these times, whatever those However long these times last, we don't know. And to share within that container the, the practices that I've found to be so helpful over the years of maintaining mental strength, heart strength, bodily vibrancy, clarity of purpose, so when a space to remember to really come from self with a capital S. So what this looks like, it's similar to some things I've done in the past, over the past 10 years or so. It's, a, it's an online feminine spiritual practice community, uh, but it's different for, <laughs> for different times and conventional times. And it's called Women's House of Wisdom. And uh, you can go online, womenshouseofwisdom.com. And it's really a space for us to practice together, to share together, to connect uh, as, we, as we move through the unknown. And like I've done in many years past and different iterations of this, whether it was the Red Tent or the She School, and now it's Women's House of Wisdom. Uh, I'll have a monthly half-day retreat, uh, and also during this, at least for the month of April, um, weekly meditations. And with this, what is feeling really true for me is, uh, is also to consider a different kind of exchange structure. And... I've tried this in different iterations over the years. A lot of stops and starts with this, but those of you who've been with me for a while, you know that just the whole model of online marketing doesn't feel good to me. And I know it doesn't feel good to a lot of you. And this is one of these times where it's like, there, there must be a better way to do this, this way of, of um, having more of a flow of giving and receiving rather than like this taking mentality that is so much a part of our world economy. 
and that we know just doesn't work, right? So this is a, this is a uh, pay from your heart model. And the, the monthly membership price, I've already cut it down right now to 50% of what it usually is. That's when I listen to my heart, that's what feels true. And it's also true that right now some people can pay more. Some people can uh, gift someone else with a monthly membership. And some people might need to pay less or might not be able to pay at all and will need someone else to sponsor them. The bottom line is that in order for this to work, we have to make it work together. We have to see our, our interconnectedness, like this web, kind of like the social experiment of us as a community. Can we make this work? Can we make a different model work that, that really honors each person's different financial situations, different life circumstances, and the value of what's being offered? And, and find that unique configuration for each of us. To see, to see how we as a community can, can come together to make this work if it feels like something that, that you want to be a part of too. So I wrote more about that, this pay from the heart model on womenshouseofwisdom.com. And again, this, this is an experiment. We'll just take it month by month and see how it goes. Uh, the first retreat is a week from Saturday. That's April 11th. It's Easter weekend, which is a potent time to retreat. And our first community weekly gathering, which I said I'm going to do those in April right now as we're still riding some big rap rapids in life, that's going to be next, next Tuesday, a week from today. So instead of doing these, these large community calls, now I'm just going to be going into the, those smaller um, gatherings in Women's House of Wisdom. So I would love to practice with you there if you feel called. Um, our practices are needed now more than ever. And a, a spiritual foundation, a spiritual approach to life is needed now more than ever to really be in this world but not, not of it. So that's what we'll be doing um, in Women's House of Wisdom. Uh, we're co-creating it together. <laughs> and now I want to open up the line for any questions or comments. And you're also welcome to turn, I'm going to, you can unmute yourself, you can turn on your video if you want. If you want to see each other. And I see, uh, hey, Jennifer, Jennifer France said when I was um, trying to remember that name of that book about how life is traumatic. It's not Susan Piver. It's a, it's a man. The book is sitting right on my bookcase, but it's just out of reach right now. <laughs> uh, I see that Corrine is talking. Karine, you are unmuted if you are trying to talk. Am I? Um, Were you wanting to say something? No, actually, uh, I was just uh, listening. Okay. Um, yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. Any any questions or comments? I can or share. Okay. <laughs> it's still me. Yeah. Um, I was uh, listening uh, the past few days as well to my my needs and to my heart. And what came today again was to um, to keep listening 
and take as much as time as I can outside to be able to um, listen through uh, nature, through the sounds, the smells, the air that are very much helping me to uh, be in contact with my own voice inside. Mm. Yeah. So even if I cannot walk very far from my home, I just walk around outside. <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful. And where, where are you met right now, Corinne? In Montreal, Canada. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Jennifer? Did you mean to unmute yourself? Can you hear me now? I can hear you, yeah. Um, I, I'm really um, thankful that I explored you, Sarah, uh, many years ago with your books and then being on your retreat because I am going through the underground emotions and a lot of things are coming up. And um, in the past, there was a lot of avenues to detract, to go to distraction mode, to overwork, to, and right now I just can't do any of that. It's like in my face every day, I'm coming up with different triggers and different young selves. And I'm really recognizing that if I don't step out of my comfort zone of being there to help and nurture other people and really tapping into my uh, sacred womb, it really goes off in me big time. Um, the sun chakra space, <laughs> it really goes off in me when I feel lots of uncomfortness and when there's a lot of fear coming up in me I know it's time for me to speak up because I know I'm not alone with these emotions I know I'm not alone with trying to just move out of what was a regressive type of behavior system it's just not feasible anymore I'm if I continue to do that there's no sense of reaching to my higher potential. Like you have to dive deep and do the work. And as you've said it over and over again, like discipline is hard and you got to do it and you have to set up a routine and a container for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. And I'm just trying to be that woman for myself, a mother to myself, a father to myself and break free from all of the old and move into this emerging new space that we need to tap into. There's no other choice. We have to tap into the discomfort and move into the, the extreme liberation of that, of that, of that deep place where we can go and, and channel it and, and grow as a community. So thank you for presenting another place for me to move into energetically because yeah unknown friends will come some people are not ready to be on your path um just not the same level of support that you need so i find that you're coming to open up this new avenue is is really helpful and having um having a heart model of exchange is really beneficial and that speaks to me in my own yoga practice with my students as well that we need to come to a place of peace with this exchange of building each other up in the exchange of like I have something to offer and 
I have something to learn from you as well. Like that just can be more of a symbiotic effect rather than the teacher student effect. Like there can be more relation. There's no, there's no hierarchy in relationship is what I'm learning. There's no, so we can all learn from each other. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jennifer. This is Corinne. Hi, Corinne. Hi. I'm in the um, Chicago area, Glenview, Illinois, to be precise. I attended your workshop over New Year's in California. Yeah, I remember you. Good to hear you. <laughs> yeah, when I tried to put my video on, it didn't. It wouldn't work, but that's fine. Nobody's videos up. Voice is okay. Um, I feel like I am just, I've been overtaken with like fear and every insecurity. And I was actually starting, I had gotten your books. I was starting to read the book of she, and I just feel so much resistance. And I, I relate to a lot of what you said, like where you felt like you were like, sometimes you felt like you were losing your mind. Like, I feel like that. And it's um, just so hard to manage. And I know that other everyone's going through their own stuff. But from like what you said at the beginning, you know, you felt like, oh, you already maxed out at where you were at <laughs> in, in being in a difficult place. That's kind of how I was at. And then this is just like, thrown me into a whole new level so I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions yeah thank you and um, thank you for being here and thank you for being so real um, and I know you know so many can relate and this is a breakdown moment and at a certain level, like the world is having a nervous breakdown. And, you know, breakdown is part of, is it, it's required for transformation. So, you know, you need to listen to your own resistance around reading the book of She, but um, what I, what I, share in there is directly applicable to what's happening right now uh, just it's happening now on a on a more global level and at times now i'm you know be careful for myself i'm like be careful what i write about write a book about because the next years i'm going to be like living that on steroids and so i wrote that five years ago and i've been living I've been living that more deeply since then. And sometimes I, I go back to what I wrote in there and because it, it really maps out the stages of um, breakdown to breakthrough. Um, and it like that the analogy of the caterpillar to the butterfly, as as sick as as I am, and maybe you are too, of that analogy, it's really accurate that there needs to be a point where like we don't know anything we don't know who we are uh and it's in those times where we need to lean on our higher power and our higher power is like the imaginal cells in in the chrysalis of the caterpillar turning to the butterfly those imaginal cells that like know what to do and know where they're going uh, so keep praying to be used Keep praying to be guided to the right people, to the next steps, um, and just take it one day at a time. And sometimes when things are really hard, it's just one moment at a time and just see like, what, what do I need to do today? What are, what, what are my next right steps for today? And so to lean on your higher power, to lean on the people around you, uh, to really lean on your spiritual practices big time. And in Zen Buddhism, there's, there's the teaching of the don't know mind. 
And, you know, where our education model is the exact opposite. Like we're reprimanded if we say, I don't know the answer. But real living, like real life comes from saying, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why this is happening. Uh, to be willing to live in the questions. And sometimes it does, you do feel like you're going, you're going crazy. Uh, but there's a fine line between insanity and brilliance, right? And so that's when, when, when you stay really rooted in your practice, the chaos will, will, be, will become brilliance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I know a lot of that is uh, easier said than done. And I feel like there are times when I've been able to connect to that different part of myself, but I, I know that there are lots of layers and I feel like I'm uncovering those layers, but it's so, it's such a scary place. I guess I just, yeah with it yeah yeah one day at a time okay. one layer at a time and it's called practice for a reason because we do it we just do it over and over and over and over and over again <laughs> and, and it works it really really works yeah thank, thank you, you. All right, my love, so we're at the end of our hour. Um, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate our community. And those of you who are new, those of you who've been here for many years and just all that we, all that we've lived through together, all the different versions of ourselves we've become and all the things that we've witnessed and are witnessing in the world and we will get through this too you know we don't know how stormy the waters are going to get we don't know who will be on the other side of this but but we will get through it and um, I'm here I'm here with you every step of the way and uh, if you want to if you want to practice more deeply that is that is my happy place <laughs> and I would love to partake in that live happiness with you at womenshouseofwisdom.com. And if not, we'll find other ways to stay connected, right? So be well, take good care, and um, listen to your heart and follow the thread of your aliveness. All right, I love you. Bye.